The Denver Broncos have added a starting cornerback at the nickel position, but is this the only move the Broncos are going to make at cornerback? Could Bryce Callahan also return to the fray for this Denver Broncos football team? We take a look at this new corner's fit within the organization, plus the Broncos visited with a key right tackle that could sign as early as today. We talk about that and much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Thank you once again, Broncos country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform. Or if you watch us here on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. The Broncos have added a new cornerback to the roster who will more than likely play inside the nickel here. Sir, we got a lot to talk about on today's episode of the show, my friend. Let's ride. Let's ride. I love it. I love it, Cody. You know me. I'm, I'm always excited when roster movement is happening, but here we are. The Broncos have made a pretty substantial move, in my opinion. I think getting a veteran guy to come and play that nickel spot from the 49ers, no less. I mean, we're poaching left and right from the NFC West this offseason. So I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. I think that Broncos country getting to know this guy. I think everyone's going to be on board for this signing. And it's a two-year deal that's only $7 million. So this isn't going to count big against the Broncos salary cap even this season or even next season if he's still on the roster, you know, if they want to bring him back for that second year on the deal. So I feel like it's going to be a, a good move, Cody. I feel like the secondary is really beefing up. Who is this player that we are talking about? It is K1 Williams. He played in the nickel there for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know, for him to got some uh, intel that we're going to share from the lockdown 49ers guys, Eric Crocker, Brian Peacock, a little bit later on the show there. We'll talk about how K1 Williams maybe fits inside this Broncos defensive scheme. Obviously, some familiarity, you know, for Nathaniel Hackett having to coach against him. I mean, there's ties to Russell Wilson having to play against him as well. So the familiarity is there. So it obviously makes sense from the Broncos standpoint. Maybe this came up in conversations. I know Broncos country was awaiting George Payton to make a move at cornerback, and they were thinking that was going to be one of the first moves. Obviously, it wasn't. And, and still at this point in time, the Broncos still haven't really addressed right tackle. They have a couple options there, but they did bring in I'll, – I'll bring this up here. They did bring in Brandon Shell yesterday for a visit to the team facility. He passed his physical, but he did not leave with a deal. That doesn't mean it's going to not happen at this point, but now George Payton and obviously Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Outen, they will sit and they'll evaluate is this a move that we want to make for our team and now I read somewhere too that obviously for Brandon Shell he also is coming off shoulder surgery if I'm not mistaken so we'll see how that goes but the fact that he passes physical that is a very promising sign so I'm not too worried about that could a deal happen today it's very possible if in fact the Broncos are happy if not they could still take a look at Dennis Kelly 
Billy Turner. They still have options out there in the NFL free agency circuit, or they could look in the NFL draft here. But talking a little bit more now about K1 Williams, you know, Sarah, I think for me, the one thing that I see from him that stands out. He's a thumper. He's a guy that loves to tackle and specifically in the nickel. A lot of the reviews that I've seen from people and I have yet to go back and watch tape. That's something I'm going to actually start today going through and watching on Game Pass some of the 49ers films and looking for number 24 in that nickel defense there is how he plays against the run. People say he's the best nickel run defender in the game. So if that's the case, I mean, there must be something special about it. And and I had a conversation with a Broncos fan here in the comment section about the difference between outside corner and the nickel. When you play inside the nickel, Sarah, it's much more difficult. I, I firmly believe it is the toughest position in football to play because so much changes. If I'm a nickel corner and there's a trips formation, there's three receivers to my side and they're all within five yards, I have to worry about what if my guy goes outside, I have to automatically look to the outside to make sure the outside guy's not coming inside. If that outside guy's coming inside, I have to pick him up if I'm playing some sort of zone man hybrid scheme. We call it a combo route there. Those are very difficult. Then you have to be an extra guy against the run. You have to be able to tackle, and obviously K1 Williams can do that. And if the Broncos are going to play a little bit more of the nickel and dime this upcoming season, Sarah, it makes sense to have a DB on the outside that can come up and tackle as well. I- I'm excited about this move initially. I am really excited about it too, Cody, and you brought it up. It's a tough position to play in, so I think having a veteran to come and play it is a really good and smart move by this front office and George Payton and all the pro scouts and the people that evaluate these talented players. You know, bringing in, obviously, DJ Jones from the 49ers, you're able to, you'll be able to go back and watch a couple guys on that 49ers film that are now Denver Broncos and kind of see how they were able to affect. This is one thing that I look at from a nickel cornerback position how do you affect third down? Because Kwan Williams yeah. did it in a lot of different ways. To me, you want to shut down those quick routes. If it's a third and six, you've got to be the guy that shuts down that quick slant or that option route that you talked about, watching for that guy to go inside. You know, if it's third down and, and they try to run a draw on you, you got to be instinctive and aggressive enough to go up and make a tackle at or near the line of scrimmage or even behind. Yeah. And we we've seen Kwan Williams do plenty of that throughout his career even just watching a few 49ers games this past season Cody I I know I remember seeing him pop off a few times and he's the numbers really back up kind of what people say about him right I mean aggressive great tackler really really just a, a great fit in the run game run defense he's kind of a lock for 50 tackles a year and not only that but he's made a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage he's been utilized as a pass rusher he punches the ball out when he gets near it. So, I mean, he's a he's a really tough and scrappy guy. So I'm excited to see how he fits as compared to maybe somebody like Bryce Callahan who's been here in the past. Well, I know you mentioned you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I think Broncos country is excited about it. But that's not the only thing Broncos country is excited about, Sarah. And we saw a video, Russell Wilson, working with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, K.J. Handler, and who knows who else was there. There was a bunch of people there. But wearing a Broncos helmet, throwing a beautiful deep bomb to Cortland Sutton, just things to come in the future here. It's nice seeing him and the Broncos receivers. They're not wasting any time getting to work. That right there got me a little excited for the season to start. I know. How could you not be, right? You see Russell Wilson throwing the bomb to Cortland Sutton, make a great catch. You see KJ Hamler out there doing some jumping, doing some stuff. I mean, that's great to see as well. Tim Patrick out there working with them. Albert O, Lloyd Cushenberry, obviously working on snapping and everything. So it'll be exciting to get the whole crew together and, and to see what they do. But man, Russell Wilson wasting 
time. I mean, as we're as we're recording this, he was just acquired in a trade two weeks ago today, Cody. So he's already getting to work with his new teammates. And he's he tweeted it out on on Tuesday. He tweeted out no wasted energy. So they're not wasting any time. They're not wasting any energy. Russell's getting on the same page with his guys, and it is fun to see behind the Broncos, man, just keeps getting better and better and better. I can't wait for that episode to drop. I know it's going to be a huge one. Shout out to the Broncos. This is better than hard knocks. Obviously, our good friend Drake Ricard, mm-hmm. all the way in Hawaii, tweeted that out to me, and I agree. We don't need hard knocks when we get behind the Broncos, and we get Russell Wilson vlogs as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my man Drake Ricard for throwing that out there. I didn't even think of that, that until he tweeted it out. So it's there good. is that. But now the question remains, how can the Denver Broncos utilize K1 Williams inside their defensive scheme? What do we have to take a look at? We'll dive into that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you, about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And as we know, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market today. It's also the healthiest protein bar that you can get your hands and your taste buds on here today, courtesy of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. You can go to Built.com and see the nine amazing original flavors that they have at Built.com, plus the occasional limited time flavor, including the Churro Puffs, which is my personal favorite. That is my daily go-to. And look, I tell you what, Sarah, the thing I like about it too, it gives you a little bit of an extra boost before workout or after a workout you need some protein you need some kick to it well guess what you can have a bar that's covered in 100 milk chocolate that has 17 grams of protein 130 calories and only four grams of sugar that is tremendous value for something that contains 100 milk chocolate and you can get your hands on a box of built bar today by going to built.com when you go to checkout make sure you use promo code lock 15 and that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order at built.com as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, one of the questions is, how can the Broncos utilize Kwan Williams to his strengths within the Broncos defense? We're going to take a look at the player, his fit, and what he can do for the Broncos based on some previous statistical production and also just visualizing his scheme fit in general. But real quick, I just want to give another shout out here to Broncos Country. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. We love the community that we have built here on YouTube, on social media, on Twitter. We love your interaction that you guys all provide in the comment section and if you're a brand new viewer or watcher here today and this is your first time you love the show make sure you do us a favor hit that subscribe button here on youtube so you have a chance to be entered into a contest where once we hit 10k subscribers here on youtube Sarah Bettinger, myself, we're going to give away one Russell Wilson color rush jersey to one lucky member in Broncos country. So had to get that out there, Sarah, for obviously for our avid friends oh, in yeah. Broncos country. We love them. We appreciate their interaction here. But how might K1 Williams fit in the Broncos scheme here. Now, I think we can take a look at what the Broncos plan to run here. But before we do that, I really wanted to get some insight from the local experts that cover the San Francisco 49ers. And what better way than looking in the Lockdown 49ers podcast, which is hosted by Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker. I DM them. So I'm going to be reading off my screen right here what happened here. Brian Peacock said to me, really good player. He plays bigger than his size. He will support the run and can cover quick slot guys. He fell off last year, injuries and age slowing him down a bit. He does get in big trouble with speed guys. Slot fades kill him. We had, uh, and then he also goes on to say, had been a very underrated player most of his career. Everyone loves him, but it was the right move to let him walk. So that's one insight from the 49ers perspective. Now, Eric Crocker is a former DB, played DB in the NFL, obviously different leagues as well, and he's a DB guru. That's why I love Croc. Croc's tapes, he does a good job breaking things down. I asked him, I said, hey, any background on K1 that Broncos fans need to know about? And he told me this. He said, definitely. He is really good on everything, 10 10 yards and in, whether it's the passing game or the run game, he is really good. 
I think he excels in more of a zone scheme that lets him play more in that area. Where I think he struggles is man-to-man where it's vertically pushing routes like slot fades. That's what Brian Peacock mentioned as well. He can't defend those to save his life, LOL, but if he can stay 10 yards and under, he's a top five nickel in the league. He's a really tough physical guy. Oh, and for whatever reason, he gets banged up a lot. Maybe it's because he throws his body around, but he will miss a few games, right? So now I think there's the dynamic where you're going to get a tough physical player at corners here, but it also increases the risk for injury issues, which as we've known covering this team, the Broncos in terms of secondary They've also dealt with injuries, and they've dealt with guys that have been banged up from time to time. Kind of a maybe a little bit of a risky move here, but it's not going to cost the Broncos a lot, and the potential reward coming out of it I think is extremely high and outweighs the cons of it. I think so too. You know, at $3.5 million per year on average, two value. years, $7 million, that's a good value, you know, especially for what those guys just said you're getting. You're getting a guy that can shut everything down 10 yards and in. Well, what did I just get done saying in segment one? Third and six, you want somebody that can keep everything in front of them. And lucky for him, he is going to a primarily zone scheme. At least we assume it's going to be primarily zone based on the fact that he's Euro Evero said a lot of what Vic Fangio did is going to carry over for the guys in this defense. And and so I think that's a I think it's a good fit from that perspective, especially because you need somebody. I mean, I wouldn't say that Hunter Renfro is necessarily a great vertical threat, but I would love to see somebody that can hang with him within the 10-yard range, right? Somebody yeah. that can hang with him in short short area. So if you've got somebody like PS2 on the outside that can cover Devontae Adams, you've got somebody now like Kwan Williams that can do his work on Hunter Renfro in the slot. And then you got Darren Waller, and we got to figure out other things here, Cody, but there's plenty of time to talk about that. So, but I, for, I mean, for what we just heard from those experts and those guys, I feel, I feel pretty solid about this move, especially at the price point, 3.5 million per year for a veteran guy. That's going to give you physical play and maybe cause a couple of turnovers. I'm here for it. I think we all are because that's one thing the Broncos need to do more of, especially from the secondary, more takeaways. Look, Justin Simmons, five interceptions in back-to-back seasons. PS2 had four interceptions. But behind that, the Broncos just needed more takeaways from the defense. And it can't just come from just the secondary. It has to come from fumbles. I mean, how many times have the Broncos maybe punched the ball up but have not gotten onto it? There were so many times in the last two years where that kind of luck went away from the Broncos. And when they would force a fumble, the team would recover it. Not Denver, but the team that they forced the fumble on there. So it's like one of those pain points that you have to deal with here. But, you know, for K1 Williams, he's physical, plays the underneath stuff really well from what I've seen. I can't wait to do a little bit of a deeper film dive on him. Now, I think the combination, too, you mentioned zone versus man. I think a lot of it's predicated off kind of what you said. When you play nickel and you play man inside the nickel, Sarah, that is one of the toughest jobs in football, specifically as we see the NFL evolve to where now the outside receiver can run pick routes underneath. And really for you, you're going to get you're going to have to try to fight through that and you could get penalized for trying to fight through a pick route as a defender that to me I think is where we have a disconnect the NFL kind of favors the NFL's rules towards making it more offensive lenient for the NFL for ratings increases I'm not a big fan of that though so it's like I want to see what he can do but I, I think the biggest thing too you mentioned the ability for him to get after the quarterback I mean several times he's had various pressures blitzing from the nickel what did the Broncos do a little bit of last year when, when Kyle Fuller's in there against the Cowboys specifically he blitzed from the nickel several times 
Kwan Williams is very good as a blitzing nickel defender there. So he gives the Broncos a little bit of a dynamic there. I'm excited about it. Now here in the show notes, you wrote very good hitter. He's aggressive at attacking the line of scrimmage. Eight forced fumbles in the last five seasons. So as you mentioned, the mentality to get around the football and punch it out. Even if he gives up a reception, he's working to secure and try to rip the football out. Obviously, it has worked for him. 12 tackles for a loss and eight QB hits you mentioned here over the last three seasons. This could be a very good pickup here for the Denver Broncos. So I like that. But, Sarah, I think the bigger question is the Broncos transition to the rumored a little bit more of a dime scheme here, more six DBs in the 2022 NFL season. Should the Denver Broncos bring back Bryce Callahan at this point? Could Bryce Callahan return? Well, Broncos country, we're going to address that coming up here in just a moment. But first, before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's a good friends over there at Athletic Greens. And Sarah, I know the Athletic Greens sent both you and I a sample of their product here. And I tell you what, I love it. And the thing I love about it the most, for me, I'm fasting every single day. I do a lot of working out. I try to eat healthy. But the most important thing in the morning, and they always tell you this in general, is what you put into your body, minerals, vitamins, things like that. Not many people actually take vitamins and minerals or get the amount that they need to be and live a healthy lifestyle. Athletic Greens gives you everything that you can be looking for here. And it says, with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And the special blend of ingredients supports gut health. That's super important because gut health, Sarah, is important important when you're trying to reduce bloating and things like that. It helps your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, and all of those things combined. I, I know for me personally, I've been taking it for two weeks now. I've noticed a little bit of a difference. I have more energy throughout the day. I don't feel as worn down. I used to get headaches a lot, but now I feel very just calm. I feel very free with Athletic Greens, and I love the way that it makes me feel. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold seasons, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase today. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As we get into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, once again, Broncos country, appreciate you so much. Take your time out of your day, out of your morning, having a cup of coffee with Sarah Benninger and myself every day or on your morning commute to work. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. The important question now as we jump into the final portion of today's episode of the show, Sarah, giving a shout out to my man Larry Reed, who's probably doing 25 minutes of cardio this morning. He said that, hey, I listen to Lockdown Broncos when I do cardio. Mile high salute to you, my brother. I appreciate you, Larry. And everybody else that does that, too. We we really appreciate that. But – could Bryce Callahan return to the Broncos here in 2022? I think a lot of people were wondering, hey, with the signing of Kwan Williams, does this take Bryce Callahan off the table here for this Denver Broncos team? Sarah, I don't think that's the case. And as we've been rumored, I mean, our good friend Benjamin Albright has put various tweets out there throughout the last couple of weeks saying, hey, the Broncos plan to add a couple of cornerbacks in free agency. So now the Broncos add one out-of-market guy, and that's Kwan Williams, and now there's still another guy available. And this is the first time he's hit free agency since initially becoming a free agent after leaving Chicago. Sarah, I can't help but kind of feel like this feels very similar to what we saw with Kareem Jackson last offseason. George Payton waiting for the market to kind of formulate a little bit and then coming in and saying, hey, you know what, we'll have you back here. Bryce wants to return. But Bryce has said to people around league circles and sources that 
he'll come back, but he just wants something that's fair to him as well as, as, as the organization. So could we see a similar veteran deal that we saw with KJ last offseason? What do you think? I mean, I think we're going to see something, Cody. I really do. I mean, you and I have talked about this off the off the air and everything, just about like, do we think Bryce Callahan's going to come back? Like, I've been on on kind of the side of like, I would kind of be underwhelming. And the context of my underwhelming, you know, emotion towards it is, well, if he's the only guy they bring in, that doesn't really rev up my engines. But with Kwan Williams in the fold, now if you add Bryce Callahan to that, now we're talking about some really good veteran depth, and that excites me. So from that aspect of things, I would absolutely love to bring Bryce Callahan back. And I think as you and I have been talking over the course of this last week, like is Bryce Callahan going to come back? It really kind of sounds like he's going to at some point. I think the context of that has always been with somebody else. I don't think that's ever really been a – we're going to get Bryce Callahan and nobody else. And that's how the cornerback room is going to be filled. I just never got that impression. So I do think, I don't, I mean, a lot of people want to say like, well, no, you got a guy that's in the nickel. There's no reason to bring Bryce Callahan back. Now people, we got to remember the war on attrition in the NFL <laughs> is crazy. You're going to lose players to injury. The Broncos last season were very fortunate to get into the start of the regular season with their top four guys healthy. But as we saw week one, one guy goes down, and all of a sudden now you got to adjust, and you've got to move guys' positions, and it affects things all throughout the year. So to me, if Ronald Darby goes down with an injury, Pat Sertan goes down with an injury, are you putting K1 Williams on the outside, or are you going to trust Michael Ojemudia, who was injured most of last year? I would much rather have better depth at the position with Bryce Callahan, who proved, man, two years ago, man, he proved that he can play that outside position if need be. So I would love to have him back. I think the conversation, you can maybe get into like a special teams thing, but I think it makes all the sense in the world to bring Bryce Callahan back. And the the deal, the fair deal, Cody, what's fair after playing in 20-ish games over the last three seasons and making about $21 million? So I think you come back, you get him back on a pretty team-friendly deal. Maybe not necessarily a million dollars per game this time around. Maybe get him on like a two-year deal worth about five or six million I think that's a fair deal for Bryce Callahan at this stage of his career and what he's shown in terms of being able to stay healthy or not necessarily being able to stay healthy. Well, I know that he and Justin Simmons are very close, and I think that one thing that Justin has told George Payton is, hey, we need to bring back Bryce. Like, Bryce is very instrumental. Like, he even said, like, we'd, I'd love Bryce back. And I know that George Payton last week during one of his Zoom calls, I think it was the introduction of Randy Gregory, said that, hey, you know, we're trying to bring back Kareem Jackson. We're trying to bring back Bryce Callahan. So they're working on that. And I think it's a process, too, because I know Kareem Jackson previously hadn't heard from the Broncos at that point. But he's like, you know, it was out there that George Payton wants him back. So I think it's like, hey, George Payton is doing his best to evaluate the market. Okay, hey, what is this team doing? Who is the a veteran safety that's going right now? What type of deal did he get? Does it give us leverage? You know, is it a fair balance between what we want, what the player wants? That's the hard part about the NFL business side because ideally everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, people should just love to come and play with Russell Wilson, Justin Simmons, and, you know, things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, too, people got to think about the long game. After their NFL career is over, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to have enough to where you've taken care of yourself and your family financially? I mean, that is also another obstacle in and of itself. And money in the NFL is very interesting, not to mention just the amount of money these guys lose when they get fined for like a penalty or something like that. Ridiculous. Imagine making, you know, $150,000 a, a 
about week and then you have to take 18,000 of that due to a face mask that you had that was inadvertent stuff. Ah, brutal. I don't like yeah. that stuff, Sarah, though. But no. I think it, I think one interesting final thought we can pose on today's you know episode here, and I'll, I'll throw it out there is how would Callahan's return maybe impact the potential nickel development of guys like a saying Bassey who got brought back? Is he viewed as a guy that maybe could be a long term nickel solution? I liked what we saw from him before he tore his ACL back in the 2020 season. And then Michael Ojemudi, I mean, in training camp, before he got injured in, in the preseason, he was playing a lot of that nickel in practice. But in the games in the preseason, we saw him playing on the outside. And he did play in the nickel. I think where he did get hurt was on a play where he was playing inside the nickel at corner against the Seattle Seahawks in the preseason. So I, I don't know. Does it impact that? And then especially, like, what about Caden Stearns? Like, how might that impact his potential role with the Broncos defense? Well, it could have an effect on the young guys, that's for sure. But I think the thing for me is that with George Payton, I think what we're seeing is is – he's not afraid to really make any move that might be necessary, right? So I think last year, even after signing Kyle Fuller, I think he was willing to maybe trade him during the season and didn't get an offer he liked. So he's like, he's more valuable to us. You know, if we need to use him on the field, then he would be in the trade for a seventh round pick or whatever. But I think in that case, like you just mentioned, let's say it's saying Bassey just goes out and has an amazing training camp and preseason and just looks great. Do you think that George Payton would really hesitate to say, well, we'll trade Bryce Callahan or we'll trade Kwan Williams? I mean, that would be that would maybe seem unlikely now. But just think about last year. There was teams already calling about Bryce Callahan last year. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers were heavily rumored to be the Bears were interested to be, you know, potentially interested in trading to get him back. I mean, there's plenty of options like that that could come about. We have no idea what the NFL is going to look like in in August and September as we sit here and on March, you know, the late mid to late March. I think that the NFL landscape could be so different. Teams get injuries, things pile up, things happen. All of a sudden, Bryce Callahan at three million a year or four million a year, all of a sudden he's looking like a bargain to some other team that just lost a corner to injury. So I think if if you're if your young guys really step up, you'll you'll have an opportunity to evaluate that in preseason games and in training camp and OTAs and all that good stuff. And it gives you the opportunity to make that best decision for your roster. When you have guys on team friendly deals, they become attractive to other teams. So you're not wasting those assets. You're actually getting something in return for them. And you have a young player that's developing and moving up. I think it's a win win to sign guys like this to short term deals at team friendly prices. Well, George Payton did get a fifth round pick or was it a fifth or seventh round pick for Trinity Benson? I'm not who is an undrafted rookie. So he got a fifth and a seventh for an undrafted rookie free agent, Trinity Benson. I mean, George Payton knows how to deal, how to negotiate, and how to absolutely just get the best of opposing organizations in the NFL. So we will see what happens in Broncos country. Even with the signing of K1 Williams, would you like to see Bryce Callahan back? Let us know in the comment section down below here on YouTube. Tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. Will the Broncos make any more moves this week? If not, we obviously have you covered with some grades on the next episodes here. Lockdown Broncos are great. Some of the Broncos offensive moves, defensive moves, and future moves that do happen as well. You can get all the extensive orange and blue coverage here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast.